You are Locked On Big Ten Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to your Locked On SEC Football Podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. Go to LandryFootball.com to be the most learned individual in your circle of football friends. It's an amazing site with information from the NFL, college, recruiting, all for less than the cost of a magazine subscription. It is awesome. LandryFootball.com. And if you want to look awesome while reading the awesome website, you can go to Twillery.com. Fantastic shirts there at Twillery. And if you use the Locked On promo code, you get $25 off. That's right. The Locked On promo code, get $25 off. So let's get rolling right now, as you would expect, in late June, and especially with the accelerated recruiting calendar uh, there was plenty of recruiting news. We're going to get to that. Also around the country, what does UConn's change of conference mean for the Huskies? Uh, recruiting report, we go inside the film room, a scouting spotlight. We take a look at DeAndre Swift at Georgia. So, man, we are absolutely loaded up. But first, with Georgia, and it is that time of year, kids have more free time and a dismissal from their football team. What do you make of this loss, Chris? Well, it's a tough loss, and they they don't have great depth uh, at wide receiver, so it's a tough loss for the Bulldogs. And, of course, uh, Jeremiah Holloman, um, if you haven't heard, uh, by now I'm sure you have, he's been dismissed from the team due to an incident of alleged assault, which occurred last spring, last April 22nd. Um, incident report filed on June 2nd of, uh, of 2008. So uh, it, was, uh, it looked like something that was going to – at points in times be dismissed and work its way out. But, uh, we knew that if it, uh, if it didn't work out positively, that, that it looked like, uh, he was going to be dismissed from the team. So it's not a surprise, but it is official at this point. Um, you know, he was the team's leading returning receiver and he had some ability. And so, uh, listen, they, they lost Riley Ridley, um, lost Terry Godwin, McCall Hardeman, Isaac, not at tight end. So listen, it's a talented group. But a very inexperienced group, um, it's a tough loss. Uh, no question about it for George. Yeah, and we ranked the uh, receivers uh, last week in terms, or maybe week before, in terms of where Georgia would stand. With with this loss, does that drop them pretty significantly, or do you feel like they're they're still pretty deep? Well, I think when, when you look at the receiving core, I, I think that there's no question that it hurts them. Um, it, it's, a, it's still a talented group, but... I think that's uh, it is very unproven. So I, while I think it's um, a good group, I, I definitely think that it's. Uh, if you looked at them in terms of experience, we know Alabama. I think Alabama is the best. Florida, LSU, and then I think you got some underrated classes like you know, uh, or, or groups rather like Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Auburn. I, I think this does you know hurt Georgia a little bit. But by years in, I think they'll be pretty good. But right now, uh, they're going to have to go some go th- through some growing pains. Yep, definitely. And uh, recruiting news, as I alluded to earlier, got recruiting news all over the place. Tennessee, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and Mississippi State. Yeah, Tennessee got a really good commitment from a four-star 2021 wide receiver, Jordan Mosley, 5'11", 180. Uh, got a really good-looking frame to get a little bit bigger, get a little bit stronger. He's a quick kid, quicker than fast, very productive player. Uh, I think going to be a good player. 2021 kid, though. Um, Ole Miss got some good news verbal from a three-star athlete, Ricky Wright, 6'4", 220. 
He was previously previously committed to Alabama. I changed his mind. I think there was uh, maybe a spot for him, maybe not at Alabama. A little bit of a conflicting reports. Any in any result, this is a good and the end of the story for Ole Miss. Good player that I think they can play. I like him more on the defensive side of the ball, but he certainly can do some things from a tight end standpoint. But I think him as more of a of a defensive uh, edge rusher type guy. Big weekend at Kentucky. Uh, verbal commitment from a three-star offensive tackle, Joshua Jones. Solid tackles considered Tennessee, Ole Miss, NC State, LSU, Florida State. Um, really, really good kid. He's uh, not not an elite four or five-star guy, but a really solid guy that I think they can develop. They also got a defensive tackle, uh, Lamar Goods, who um, was previously committed from Kentucky. He decommitted from Kentucky on Wednesday, and we talked about that this past week. Um, he decommitted. Boy, I don't know. They sketch a, they, whatever happened, he visited Florida this week, and that was the story. Decommitted from Kentucky. He was going to take some other visits, went to Florida this week, and, you know, so we'll see um, how this, this plays out. The, obviously, he's settled in now on Kentucky, so – um, West Virginia and Georgia, Virginia Tech. Uh, so, listen, um, it, it's interesting to see how this plays out and whether he ends up at uh, at Florida or Kentucky, but he's going back and forth on his commitments. We shall see. Uh, they also got a verbal from 2020 wide receiver Ernest Sanders. Hans Sanders plays safety and is a really good-looking player. He plays wide out as well. He's from a Kentucky kid, so... We shall see how he develops. I think he's not a great speed guy. He's more of a possession guy. Uh, Penn State, Michigan State, Purdue, the big uh, some Big Ten schools that were recruiting him. So Mississippi State got a couple of verbals, a um, couple of athletes. LaDedrick Griffin uh, is a really good get for them, a uh, guy who can play multiple spots. He's a wide receiver type that I think that's where he's going to be a fit. Does some running back things as well. Good run-after catchability. Dylan Johnson, the six foot one eighty pound guy, um, Mississippi State got them over uh, Arkansas. So uh, good, good move for them in a busy week uh, in the SEC as it was around the country in recruiting. Well, I can remember uh, what was it just a few years ago, maybe ten years, where it seemed like every single team was switching conferences, and you had the massive conference realignment. Well. UConn's not that, and it's just one team moving, but I'm curious what you think about them switching up conferences. Will it help football? No, it's going to be a disaster for football. Football is a disaster there, and they're without a home. They're going to be an independent. They're going to have to, from a football standpoint, have to you know, buy some games where they're going to have to go play and get some money and just be a filler on people's schedule. Um and going to be very difficult to find a football home because no one is going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll take you in football, Connecticut. You know, we, we love that football brand. We'll take you as a football only. We know that it's a basketball league, and so that's what they're doing. They're going back to the Big East for the purposes of men's basketball and to a, large, to a lesser degree, but certainly the, the profile of their women's program, they were like, 128-0 in the AAC. And so they're they're getting – and I wonder if a lot of Geno and those say, hey, you know what? We haven't been as productive in the NCAA tournament. Maybe we're not getting tested enough, and we missed the Big East. And, of course, the Big East is not the Big East anymore either. It's a lot of Midwestern schools, but it certainly has a lot of more 
basketball profile schools um, with some of the, you know, the, the big East schools in it. But, um, you know, this is simply a move to appease basketball because football facilities and, you know, what they've Randy Edsel, they, they don't really have an identity. And so this is an example when we talk about that football, you know, runs it not at Connecticut and because their program is not good enough. It's a disaster for their football program. And I don't know where they're going to end up other than independent and just trying to find a home. But they're not going to – I don't see a league. I don't see Conference USA or the Sun Belt or anybody saying uh, – and I know Sun Belt, Connecticut is really dumb. But, you know, anybody that's going to say, yeah, come in for football, we, we'd love to have you. I, I think this is uh, probably more of a sign that they might have to drop down a level in football and might have to go back to Division One AA. And I'm not so sure that's not the best move. You put them and play Villanova and play those schools in the in the East. I, I think that they may have to drop down a level in football. I think this is what's going to happen to them. Gosh, uh, can't can't imagine that, but you're right. Maybe they could be more competitive uh, there. It's just odd to me being from the South as we are that a decision on athletics would be made by basketball and not football, but I think that's clearly the case. Uh, he is Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. I'm Dave Hooker. Coming up, a recruiting report. We also step inside the film room, look at a Georgia commitment, and a scouting report on DeAndre Swift. This is your Locked on SEC Football podcast. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. Don't forget the Locked on Big Ten Football podcast as well. You will certainly enjoy that. We'll talk to you with some more SEC news right after this. You are Locked On Big Ten Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. This is your Locked On SEC Football Podcast. A recruiting report looks at a key get for the Vols. Also, the film room looks at a commitment to uh, Georgia and a scouting spotlight staying in Athens. DeAndre Swift, what does Chris think of him? Don't forget to go to Twillery.com. Fantastic shirts. You don't have to iron them. Fantastic shirts that you can wear untucked or not. You're not going to believe these shirts. They're just that awesome. So, again, you've got to go to Twillery.com. That's Twillery.com. Use the locked on promo code and get $25 off. All right, let's get to it. Uh, I know the Mays family personally in your recruiting report. Cooper Mays commits to Tennessee. Uh, that was a huge, huge deal after they lost out on his older brother, Cade Mays, who I was told up in the 12th hour that he was definitely going to Tennessee, no question about it. And then there were concerns about the coaching situation. So I think this is a big win for Jeremy Pruitt. I know it's a legacy. I know he's nearby. I know you're supposed to get these guys, but they just missed out on his older brother uh, two years ago. So I think this is huge. It is. And, and as you said, all right, now maybe it's it's not as big a story. Maybe it is something that had to happen, and I, I maybe I'd phrase it that way. Let's just go down the scenario for the moment when people say, oh, well, no big deal. They should get him. He's a Tennessee guy. They should have got his brother. What if he didn't go to Tennessee? What if he went somewhere else? Would he? What if he went to Georgia? Then the story is, my God, now you lose both of them. I, I think it's a big get just for the reason that you mentioned, that if you don't get him, it's a big story. So getting him, 
kind of prevents that negativity that would have come about. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about him. You know the family very well, and, 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 and I love your feedback on it. But I, I, I want to talk to a little bit about him as a player. I think, I think this kid's got um, elite ability as a center. I, I think this kid has got great awareness. I think he, you know, his pass set is advanced. I think his short set is very good. I think he does a great job of working with his guards, and I think he can get up onto the second level. Really good quickness there. I I love this kid. I think this kid's outstanding. I think he's going to be a line leader. I think he loves the game. Obviously, you know, been around it a lot, and um, he's a different little player and a different cut than his brother Cade. Um, but I think he's just more of a true center guy. I think he could play guard depending upon how things work out center guard and putting the best three interior guys there. But I think this is a really good get just if his name was just, you know, you know, um, you know, Carter Miller, you know, and, and it just, he's just a really good player. The fact that, you know, uh, that they got one of them after losing his brother is certainly a good avoidance of a, of a very negative, you know, recruiting story for Tennessee. So I think positive in both regards. Well, they lost out on a couple of uh, other guys locally with uh, uh, T. Higgins, uh, Amari yes. Rogers. So, I mean, you just – it's one thing to lose somebody in Memphis. That's like a different world altogether. But to lose somebody in your backyard – It really especially, is. Especially a legacy. That's just brutal. So, uh, the Vols were able to avoid that. Into the film room we go. Tell me about – I love it when they're athletes because we get to project where they're going to play. But uh, Corey Wren – is a commitment to Georgia. He is listed as an athlete. So what do you think of Blaine? Well, he's fast. I mean, he's a 10-4-1, 100-meter guy. He plays at John Curtis High School. I'm sure people are very familiar with that name. Very, very um, influential high school program. He plays split back for them. I think he's going to be a slot receiver, and I think he's going to be a great special teams returner. Um, you know, he's a guy that, uh, he's quote unquote called a three star. I, I think this guy is a special talent. I think he's better than that. I think it's just about finding a spot for him. I think he'll be an absolute blue or red grade player, an elite player or, or a, a difference making type player, um, as a return guy. And then I think utilize as a specialist that in a slot receiver position, I think he's outstanding. Um, Arizona state was, was the other school that he was very interested in. I think for people that maybe didn't grade him as high, and this is how these recruiting service stuff goes, but it's just who's recruiting him and how many top, but you got to understand something, the vision of what, how to use a guy like this, this guy can be a special type of, of athlete, versatile type of playmaker with the ball in his hands. It's not going to be maybe as high on everybody's list because maybe they don't have a role for him. They don't really see it. I see a really talented guy with a ball in his hands. It's super fast. So, listen, I, I think Corey Wren is a name to remember, and I expect him to, to be a good slot receiver for the Georgia Bulldogs for years to come. Coming up, a scouting spotlight. We stay in Athens. You're locked on SEC Football Podcast. More after this. Go to Twillery.com. Twillery.com. Get great shirts you don't have to iron. And I'll tell you what, use that promo code locked on. You are good to go. A scouting spotlight up next. Stay tuned. He's Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. I'm Dave Hooker. You are locked on Big Ten Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Welcome back. It's time for a scouting spotlight, one of my favorite parts of the podcast because I always learn something about current SEC players. And if you want to listen to our Locked On Big Ten football podcast, I'll learn more about them as well. So, again, it's very insightful. And we want to turn the scouting spotlight to Georgia's DeAndre Swift. Thoughts on him? Boy, I tell you, um, there's so many adjectives that can use to describe this guy as a runner. I think he's special. I, I think he's got, and, and I'm, you know, looking, and as you go through all the film and you begin to look and look forward to this, who are the best running backs in the country? And, you know, there, there are a number of guys that are just really good in the upper tier. And, you say, who's the very best? Everybody, oh, give me one. Give me one. Well, there's not really one. There's a number of them. Um, but I can tell you that DeAndre Swift, if you were to say he's the best back in the country, he's right in that group with a with a handful of other guys that I think going into the season that has what I call special qualities. I think he'll be a high draft pick as a college player. What I see in him is a great combination of balance, burst, vision to get to and through the hole. I think he really does a great job of making defenders miss up onto the second level. I think he's um, good with both the avoidance yards, as I kind of alluded to, and and I think he can make defenders miss, and he doesn't give his whole body to them, so he's able to have a little bit of that pinball move forward, good body lean effect to where he will churn out good yardage after contact. So very productive last year as a sophomore. I caught 32 balls. I think he can be a bigger factor in the running game going forward. Picked over over 1,000 yards in that offense. He's going to be the bell cow guy in a loaded backfield with talented running backs. Uh, he's the guy that's uh, he's going to get the ball first and often, and we'll see where it goes. So I think he's a special player. I, I don't think that's news. But to me, breaking them down, what makes them great is what's fun. You can say, oh, this guy's really good. I've heard about him. I've seen the highlights. This guy's special. Um, they've got good players in Zamir White and James Cook. We talked about Brian Herrian and his role as a senior. And this is a very good running back room. But no one more talented in that running back room than number seven, DeAndre Swift. That is your Locked on SEC football podcast. You do not want to miss tomorrow. We'll break down the best X's and O's coaches in the SEC. That'll give you something to talk about. Again, twillery.com for great shirts. Use the Locked On promo and you'd get $25 off. So have a fantastic day, everyone. That much closer to football season. He's Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. I'm Dave Hooker.